Welcome into the Lemon Pepper Parlay Podcast, the NBA edition. Rob Parker here, Martin Weiss there. All NBA will talk uh, a lot about the league. And of course, Martin will have some uh, enticements, right, on some games people could be betting. Yeah, we'll have some picks. And I know you'll, you may lord over me on the radio later today if you get one game right where I get wrong. But I just just I just want the audience to remember that Rob Parker has – like he, his, one of his favorite sayings is sports has a short menu, wins and losses. Well, Rob Parker has a short memory, wins. That's it. Just all remember my, that. All he I only remembers the wins. told me that the Lakers and LeBron wasn't going to let Brooklyn win, and Brooklyn hasn't stopped winning. All right. Before we yeah, so talk it's, yeah, 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 yeah. It's real nice when you have two starters get late scratch. It's at, right before tip. Okay. And All we right, record the podcast that. 24 hours ahead of time. Uh, Got that. All right. Let's bring in our guest, man. One of my favorite people, Eddie House, the former NBA guard. 11 years, the sharpshooter. Of course, won a championship in 2008 with the Boston Celtics. What's up, Eddie? Welcome to the Lemon Parlay Podcast. Oh, man. Uh, thanks for having me, man. Lemon pepper sounds good. I know them your favorite, man. So thanks for having me on, man. Anytime. No doubt. Hey, Eddie, let's just jump right in. The NBA All-Star break is, is fastly approaching. But before we get there, the Lakers have hit a skid. You know, Anthony Davis is out. LeBron James playing mad minutes. But they've lost uh, coming into uh, Wednesday night. They had lost three in a row and haven't looked good either. What, what's up with the Lakers? Is this just a bump in the road? Is this because of a couple of injuries, or is there reason for concern? I think, well, you know, you can't take one of the top five players out of your lineup and expect, um, and unless you have three of them, you know, on your squad, mm-hmm. take one out and expect yourself to still be uh, rolling at the same rate that you were when everybody was healthy. I think that they didn't take in consideration uh, how important uh, – the inside presence of a Dwight Howard and a JaVale McGee was on the defensive end. Because if you think about last year, they were one of the better defensive teams. They protect the paint and they were able to, uh, you know, share the basketball offensively, but they still had guys that were, were, could be paint cloggers. You know, if Anthony Davis went down, they still were able to protect the rim, change guys shots at the rim, make it tough on finishes and things like that. But I think with, with Mark Gasol, he's looking a little old, uh, extremely slow it just doesn't look like he fits with this team on paper in the mindset of thinking of what he used to be able to do he's not bringing that and I think with AD going down it's highlighting that even more I think you were able to hide it with AD out there but now with, with AD gone is he's definitely getting exposed I think they uh they went more guard heavy and and I don't think that that's what won on the championship last year I think controlling the boards won the championship and being able to control the paint defensively and get extra possessions is the thing that won the championship last year. And I think it was kind of overlooked um, when they went out and said, hey, we're going to get guards and try to play like how everybody else is playing. But if anybody was to get injured, you know, they, I don't think – it's hard to take in consideration. You're never going into a season thinking guys are going to get injured. You're not building a team around guys getting injured. But that's what happened right now. I mean – 
all of that, the sky is falling, chicken little, I get it. The egg's broken. They're second in the West, right? Third in the West. They, they've lost 10 Third, games. They're not, they're not they're, second in the West. The Clippers are second in the West. They're not second in the West. They're third. They're third. My by bad. They're third in the West by half a game. I'm sorry. By the time <laughs> this comes out, they might be second in the West again. So you might want to relax. All right. But it's a three-game skid, Eddie. And here's the thing. This NBA season has been absolutely absurd, right? This NBA season has seen guys getting scratched 10 minutes before tip. Kevin Durant playing the, it, do we love me? Do you love me not? Is he going to play? Can he not? All the way into the third quarter of a game, right? This is this is just the Lakers having the, the same bumps in the road, the same health and safety protocols that everybody else is going through. And I feel like the Lakers are lucky to be having it in February and not later on when there's actually when they actually are, are high up in the standings and not somewhere later on down the line where it's going to impact their rotations and stuff to the playoffs. Because realistically, this team needed to figure out what their closing lineups were going to be anyway. Right. Like. I feel like the emergence of Kyle Kuzma through this through this three game losing streak is more important than any of the three games they've lost. Well, I, that 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 sounds good, but I don't know if you could rely on Kyle Kuzma to be that guy. Yeah, he has confidence, and it's always he has confidence because he can become a volume uh, shooter and a guy they're leaning on a little bit more. When AD gets back, he's not going to have those same opportunities. So then the role changes, and it goes back to how it was last year, and I think he thrived in that yeah, but role no, but last Eddie, year. Hold hey, on, man. As a, you're, you were a player on a championship team, right? You can't tell yeah. me that taking bigger shots throughout the regular season on nights when maybe one of the, one of the, one of the big guns was down, didn't, that didn't give you some confidence going into the playoffs or going into when you needed to hit big shots in late game, fourth quarters? You hit big shots. That didn't, like, January, yeah, no. February, March didn't build onto that? No, that did. I always felt I could do that. I didn't need to make something to make me feel like I can do it all of a sudden. I always believed that I could, given the opportunity. And what I'm saying with Kyle Kuzma last year, what he did was he figured out how to play with those two guys without getting multiple reps, not getting all the opportunities that he was getting years previous because he was the second guy, you know, he and, and, and was getting more opportunities. He found last year, if you look at the finals, look through the playoffs, how he got his money last year slashing offensive rebounds then that's when the basket when you get the wide open shot you start mm -hmm. knocking it down because he was able to get baskets uh easy baskets off of just energy you know and and the ball finds energy I think that's where he thrived last year and he was great for the Lakers I think last year you can't rely on and I'm not saying Kyle Kuzma not a good basketball player but I'm saying you cannot rely on Kyle Kuzma to be a volume shooting guy because now who was he taking the volume from? You going to take it from LeBron? You going to take it from AD? When he of course, of I, course not. I'm just saying when AD and LeBron come back together, now you have potentially a third. Where before well, he was last the, he year, you trying to figure but out he was the third last year though. Right. He was like the third last year, pretty much. You might think. Remember, they didn't want to trade him. They they were in love with him last year. He was supposed to be that third guy. But it never materialized. Let, let, let's move on to yeah, it's materializing now. And now that's all right. You want to move on because it's materializing now. Wow. That's why. I, 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 know, I know Robbie hating on LeBron and the Lakers, but the Lakers will be all right as long as AD is healthy. If AD is not healthy, it's, I, you got to start looking elsewhere, trying to figure out how you could patch up some of the, the holes oh, that are going to be not only on your defensive end, but also on the offensive end. I mean, but, but let me, here's the other part. Here's the, the buried lead. LeBron playing all these minutes over time against bad teams. These things don't add up any long-term, like down the road. I was thinking coming into this year, 
it would be about AD maybe going out. You know, he won a championship. He could just play, pile up numbers, maybe be MVP. LeBron could kind of take a, a, a lesser role, be ready for the postseason. But instead, LeBron's playing the most minutes in the league in February. Is that good? I, I think it, it has to be great for the Lakers organization and also for LeBron for this reason. If he takes off, they fall down in the standings. And I don't think that looking forward right now, we know AD is hurt and we don't know if it's his Achilles. They say it's a calf. We've seen this story before with KD about it was a calf, but it really was the Achilles. And so to start positioning yourself lower in seedings and have to play some of these top teams, I think you have to go and make sure you can secure a higher seed to where you have time to get AD back. You know, if that's if, – if, I mean, I, I expect him to be back before, but just in case, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. And, you know, everybody's so cryptic on how they want to send out the, uh, the, the information about what's really going on. I think it's fine for LeBron. I think it's actually great for LeBron for this reason. He spends a million dollars on his body, so he's probably mm-hmm. spending a million seven now. You know what I mean? So he's going to be all right. And, and, and I'll tell you this. It don't look like he's missing a beat, Rob Parker. That's, it does not that's, look like he's missing a beat. Show me the visual impact of LeBron's minutes bothering him, and then we can talk about it. That's the way I feel. About it. I haven't seen it. What about that baseline dunk he had? He had that baseline dunk from uh, Marcus Saul, and he cocked that thing back and yammed it. I mean, if that at eight, in year 18, you see that happening, I don't see any declines. All right, at, we'll at see, this particular see at, moment. The, at the end of the season, all these m- minutes piling up. Our guest is an NBA uh, three-point sharpshooter, former NBA sharpshooter, Eddie House, joining us here on the Lemon Pepper Parlay podcast. A couple more questions, Eddie. Uh, Where are you on the Brooklyn Nets? They made a statement, came out west, won all five games. They've now won, I think, in total seven in a row. They've beaten the Western Conference eight straight times in games. Uh, And that's Kevin Durant's not even playing. I mean, what do you make of them? How strong is this, and is that what was that a statement they made out west? Yeah, they're scary. They're to me the scariest team in the league because everybody just thinks of them as an offensive juggernaut, and they are. We know the offensive firepower they have. Um, not only their big three that they have, but they all have other guys who are able to come in and contribute to the. You know, Joe Thomas knocking threes down, Shamit knocking threes down. Uh, Jeff Green able to have some ISOs here and there, but also be a defender. I think the thing that the Nets uh, people are overlooking, over the years, James Harden has got better defensively. That was criticism Mm. on him, that he was not a great defensive player. He has got better defensively year in and year out. And I think that mentality has came over. KD is not a a great defender. I don't think any of those guys are great one-on-one defenders, but I think if you buy in and the ability that all of those guys have, you buy in being a great team defender. I'm not going against this guy by myself. I know i got teammates to have my back, and I think they have bought into that, and you've seen it over the last few games. They have, they've been holding guys, uh, I think, 11 points under what they had been giving them. So I, I look at it like they don't have to get every stop. They just have to get the right stop, and then what happens is they put pressure on the other team to get every stop, and that's the reason why they've been so, so good and they're going to only get better when KD come back. Also with this, James Harden just accepting the fact that I'm going to be a distributor. I'm going to get everybody else off, but I could go get mines when I need to get it. And I, I think everybody buying in to what they're trying to do is, is a huge part of it. Now, you went that whole however long that was, 
You went a whole minute long about everybody buying it, everybody going along to get along. And you did not mention one time, I believe, the name of point guard Kyrie Irving, who is the most needing to get along of the three of these. No? Like, that to me seems like like the Nets are going to be fine until they have a human problem, right? Basketball should work out. Yeah, I think this, though, if you look at it, if they're able to get it done without uh, Kevin Durant, I think if Kyrie slides, you know, or whatever he has an issue, I think Kevin Durant and James Harden can pick up that slack. Um, and I think that those two guys kind of uh, bookending him will keep him in check and keep him in, 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 in moving in the right direction with the right mindset. Um, and the fact that he can play off the ball, you know, he doesn't have to bring the ball up and have to make the play and get trapped in the balls coming out of his hand. James Harden could be the guy that comes off and makes the play. He has the live dribble. And I think he accepts that role. This is, I think it's a role that he's had for the first time, knowing that he has other guys around him besides just one other guy, you know, where he knows that, okay, it's really going to, the Red Sea is really going to part for, for me whenever I get the ball because I got guys everywhere that can knock down shots that people have to um, account for and have to respect. And I'll be able to get into my mode when I need to. All right, last thing, Eddie. Your former team, the Boston Celtics, are struggling big time against New Orleans a couple of days ago. Uh, they blew a 24-point lead. A lot of coaches would have been canned after a debacle like that. But you know Brad Stevens is the darling up there, and uh, Danny Ainge loves him. What's wrong with the Celtics? And does Brad Stevens, is he in jeopardy, or is he going to stick around for long? I, I think – I think Brad Steven has earned um, earned a, a little bit of rope. Uh, there's a, a longer leash than than Why? most. He, he he has over he has overachieved with with less. Think about it. A couple years ago, they were in these conference finals. Okay, he has he has been able to take young players and develop them and have a young team come together. There was a hiccup there when Kyrie came, and there was just some dissension in the locker room. But I, if you look at the roster, okay, you got Jalen Brown. You got Jason Tatum, killers, right? You know Marcus Smart is a is a great defender, not a great offensive player, but I mean he is a, a stabilizing factor in that lineup. But then from there, I mean, where do you go from there? You know, I I, I like Peyton Pritchard a whole lot. I think he's a, I think that's the spot that that's really killing them. Uh, Kimball Walker is so hit and miss with his injury. He's there, so you really can't get a rhythm with playing with him or playing without him, because as soon as you figure out how to play without him, you know, you got Peyton Pritchard playing well. He gets inserted back in the lineup, and everything changes again. Man, hold on. The last time the Boston Celtics were championship contenders was the Obama administration. And I, I, I they, they, they ran their heads but did they not go to the conference finals? Did they not go to the conference finals? Five years ago. Okay, so okay, you talk. Brad Stevens gets more rope than anybody in professional basketball. It's just remarkable. Well, I I tell well, let me ask, who's better right now? You get rid of him and say to go get who? I mean, do since when always good? I tell you what, since when is who? Since when are Pat Riley used to say, you think the grass is greener to the other side till you get up over there and there's nothing but dirt and dead grass. You know what I mean? Like no, it's Sometimes that's not available at this particular moment. Maybe if you let uh, weather, it rains over there, get some good sunshine, and eventually it could be greener than you go over there. But as of right now, I think making the 
a haste decision to say, we got to get rid of him right now for who? And at what point? I mean, what, what are they, fourth or fifth in the, in the, uh, in the East right now? Mm-hmm. Gave up two in incredible in fourth quarter. They gave up two incredible fourth quarter meltdowns. Last no, week. they moved out about it. They, they can't close. Oh, wait, oh, so let me ask you this. Should the Lakers have got rid of uh, Phil Jackson when the Lakers lost to us in game four? Uh, I mean, excuse me, game five, incredible meltdown up 24 in the finals. Should they say, man, I can't Wait, what was that? that? What was that word you just said? In the finals? All right. That, yeah. Well, in the, well, the conference question. finals. I mean, so that that's in the finals. I think finals is worse than doing it in the regular season, because in the well, finals so, you should be clicking on all cylinders. Period. You are well, playing the Brad best Stevens basketball the that y'all finals, are ever going to be that playing. Conversation about Brad Stevens. No, How about that? No, the finals game is. <laughs> all right, Eddie. Finals, Eddie, finals game is the worst. Last thing, when you have your wings, yeah. all flats. Drummies or mixed flats and drummies? What do you? What, how do you? Man, like- come on, all flats, all flats. I'm gonna wipe that thing right through. Yeah, yes. Get rid of that thing real quick. All, all flats. flats, always, no doubt about it. Our man Eddie House joining us here on the Lemon Pepper Parlay Podcast. Eddie, thanks for your knowledge, man. We appreciate you a lot. Man, thanks for having me. I had a lot of fun. All right, appreciate it. Let's take a quick break because I got to tell you, man, one of the things that I love about betting on basketball is finding a new player prop or game prop that I like. And the coolest thing about FanDuel Sportsbook is the ability to combine these props with other bets from the same game to score an even bigger payout. It's called the same game parlay, and you can only find them on FanDuel. Now, this week, I'm not doing the same game parlay, but I am doing a three-leg parlay for Thursday. I like the Clippers on the money line. I like the Bucks on the money line. And the Wizards and the Nuggets play absolutely no defense. That game's definitely going over 237 points. Lock that in. And right now, new and existing users get up to $25 back each day if your par leg falls at least one leg short with same game parlay insurance. You heard that right. It's gambling with insurance. That doesn't even make any sense. That's why I bet on FanDuel. It's easy to use, it's easy to register, and when you win, you get your winnings in as little as 24 hours, and they're always doing something insane like same-game parlay insurance. So just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app today to try a same-game parlay and use promo code LP3 at sign-up. That's promo code LP3. As you already know, it takes money to make money. So the All-Star Game rosters are now set. But, of course, instead of talking about who actually made the team, there's some interesting things like Luka Doncic got a starting spot over Damian Lillard. Whether or not you like whichever type of uh, flavor of ice cream you prefer, Portland or Dallas, it's pretty much hit or miss there. But the only thing to really talk about right now is the All-Star snubs. And, of course, Devin Booker, all they said, Rob, that he had to do was win. Right now, I believe they're they they are tied. Their record is tied with the Lakers at the time of this recording. Maybe they're a half game back behind the Lakers, who have two All Stars, and the Phoenix Suns have one. Chris Paul, Devin Booker, not on the NBA All Star team. I cannot believe it. What do you feel about that? You say you can't believe it, but it happens because the guard position has so many great players. So this happens. This is not new to Devin Booker, and because. Chris Paul is the one who joined his team, and now all of a sudden, what? They're, they're winning, and, and they're in playoff contention. They weren't in playoff contention last year with Devin Booker putting up the numbers that he put up. So First of all, yes, they were in playoff no, contention with Devin Booker. Playoffs? Did they make the playoffs last year? 
They were two games. They, no. they were literally a game away from making the playoffs. Did they make the playoffs? No, playoff. a game away from making the playoffs. I mean, so that is literally playoff contention. Only because they went eight zero in the bubble, and that's what got them in the mix. My so they were only in playoff contention because they won games. No, but my only point <laughs> is okay. that this is why when you look at guys and their teams don't win, it's harder to put them on the All Star team. The reason that Chris Paul gets the nod is because he's the new piece, and all of a sudden, their team is winning. So they look at him and say, I have no problem with Chris Paul being the All-Star. Yeah, the problem, they're not, they're not no, a, the, per, the guy who needs to be out is Zion Williamson. There's a game for him already. It's called the Rising Stars game. It's for young stars whose teams are bad. I thought you were from New Orleans. All of a sudden, you're ripping that, uh, uh, Zion? I am from New Orleans, but he does, Zion does not deserve to be an All-Star right now. It, by the same logic that Devin Booker didn't deserve to be an all-star all those other years, Zion shouldn't be, and Devin Booker should. It, it's that simple. No, like, he put up some numbers and done some things. I, I, I disagree with that. And, no, and The only reason Zion's in the all-star game is because he's going to draw more eyes to it. Like, if Devin Booker played in like New York or Los Angeles, he would have been at the top vote-getter, or one of the top vote-getters, top I, three vote-getters. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not so sure about that. It all depends on he's in the West. There's a lot of really good players. Devin, but he's not the first guard who was behind other guys. Damian Lillard, some people think he should have been a starter. He, he wasn't a starter, right? He's in the game. Devin Booker should be in the game, too. No, but I'm just saying, but but a lot of people think Damian Lillard gets disrespected and should be uh, a better player or in a better spot. I'm just saying, usually when you have so many good players in so limited spots, there are going to be good players who get left out. That, that's just how it is. Um, who else did you have as a big snub? I can't believe that Trey Young is not on the All Star team. And they're a bad team. Because I mean, they're a bad team, yes. But the East is full of bad teams. The Wizards are a bad team, and Bradley Beal's an All Star starter. Like being a bad, if you are an elite player on a bad team, that's enough to Bill get you in, as we can see with Zion. Beal is like the second leading scorer. You acting like is Trey Young the second leading scorer? Tracy Young's the only player in 30 years to average 25 more points a game and nine more assists a game and not make the All-Star game. No, but I'm asking you about – you just mentioned Beal. I'm saying he's the second-leading scorer. You can't say that he should have that – And I'm telling you that Trey Young had better numbers right now. No, no, no. He don't have better numbers. Trey Young's the first player in 30 years to not average – to average under over 25 and a half. Is he the second-leading scorer? And nine more assists. And not make the All-Star game. Is he the second-leading scorer in the league? Bradley Beal did not average over 25 points and nine assists. Otherwise, Trey Young would not be the the first person in 30 years to do it and not make the All-Star game. Like, point blank, period. And the reason – and here's the thing. Here's who, here's who should be out. Jason Tatum needs to go. He's not an all-star. The Celtics are a game under 500. They don't deserve two all-stars. Trey Young deserves to be in the all-star game. That's just the only way to look at it. If you look at the stats, he but deserves to be in the all-star game. They made all kinds of moves. They were supposed to move up, Martin. They were supposed to be in the mix. Their season has been disappointing. The Celtics season has been disappointing. We just talked oh, to Eddie House about they should be firing Brad Stevens. Should they consider it? They got two all-stars for one reason. Come on, man. That's ridiculous. Trey Young is an all-star in this league. He should be an all-star in this league. His numbers bear it out. His talent bears that I'd be watching this league every night. And the idea that he's not is just as ridiculous as the idea that Devin Booker is not an all-star as well. And you have two very obvious replacements who should, who should be going the other way. No, and as usual, there's probably some games that uh, you probably lost because of Beal or 
Or who else are you ripping? Those guys. No, I, I won. I won. I won. I, I, I bet on Bill to beat the the Lakers. Which is to beat the Lakers. Well, well, that's a shocker. Look at that. You're going against the Lakers now, huh? You bet right. numbers, not teams, man. You bet numbers. But I'm on the Lakers tonight, plus nine. But, like, yeah, I, like, I, Bradley Bill was probably the second best player on the court. Just like Trey Young is the second best player on the court. All, often. Not often enough because you won't be on the all-star court. But that's another Because story. you know what it is? It's because of people like you in the media who vote for this stuff, who vote people like Gordon Hayward as, like, the seventh best player in the Eastern Conference. Do you know it's it's do you know the vote is fans, media, and players? Okay, right. This one is the problem that gets in trouble. It's not. It's not always the media. You can't blame the media because this is the same All Star game where 150 players didn't vote for LeBron James. Okay, so don't don't make it. That's fine. LeBron James is going to get in. Players. Those We're not were talk- players who didn't vote for that's LeBron. Okay. James. That's okay. No, that's, that's okay. How many okay. media didn't vote for him? No, that's, they all voted for him. Nobody left. How them. you know? How you know? know? Come on, dude, Check stop it. I know one person who didn't. Rob Parker. Yeah, I wouldn't vote for LeBron James. Stop it. All right, so there's three games on Thursday slate. Now we're recording this Wednesday at six o'clock Eastern time, three o'clock Pacific. So these lines, as anybody who's been betting the NBA this year knows, could move wildly. So just take the information as well. But we'll start. The Clippers are seven and a half point favorites. They'll be going to Memphis. Rob, who do you have in that game and why? I'm going to take the Clippers. Um, I know it's a lot of points, seven and a half. But I like uh, where the Clippers are and what they've been able to do. The only game that they lost uh, recently, they beat Utah, which had a nine-game winning streak. Uh, They lost by four to the Nets down at the end. And I just like where they're playing. I like Kawhi Leonard's balling out. I think they can go on the road and get this win, and I think they can cover seven and a half points. I got them winning by 10. I'm going to take the Clippers. I'm going with Memphis uh, just because seven and a half points is too many points for me. Like, the, like I watched the Clippers last night dismantle the Washington Wizards, who are another game that we're going to pick in here in just a second. They beat them by 20. I think Memphis is a lot better than that, and they're getting healthier. I'm going to go with the dog in this one. You have the Washington Wizards plus seven. They're traveling to the Denver Nuggets. Rob, what say you about the Wizards versus the Nuggets? And this is weird, but the Wizards have actually played better of late. And I know they beat the Lakers. I know they didn't have AD. But if you look at their last uh, week and a half or two weeks, they've actually beaten some pretty decent teams and are competing again. Because at one point, they were the Washington Generals, and they couldn't beat anybody, and they looked pretty bad. I'm going to take the seven points. I say they lose, but they cover. I'll take seven with the Wizards, even though that's up in Denver and the Nuggets are, are, you know, getting better and have been playing better. If I were to pick a side in this game, I would pick the Nuggets. I like the Nuggets minus seven. Neither one of these teams play any defense. Jamal Murray's been on a tear the last few games, and Jokic is – Jokic is, is in this, you know, he does this. I shoot 35 times a game. I shoot eight times a game. I shoot 35 times a game. I shoot eight times a game. Well, the last time out, he only shot like 10 times. So I expect him to have a bigger night this night, uh, Thursday night. Um, and But I think I'm going to take the over 237 here. I know that's a ton of points, but neither one of these teams play any defense, and it's kind of by design. And – I like to. I, I, I'm, t- I'm going with the over. I'm going over 237. I'm not normally picking totals like that, 
but I like this one. And 237 is a big number, and it gives me, like, a good feeling about it. I feel like it, the number's too big. I'm supposed to bet the under. Um, and so then we'll go to the aforementioned all-star. Should have been snubbed. Some reason is a player in the all-star game. Zion Williamson and New Orleans Pelicans are nine-point underdogs versus the Milwaukee Bucks who for some reason people were saying Chris Middleton is an all-star snub when his team isn't that great this year. Uh, he got numbers are good. He, you know what? He does, He gets disrespected. If Chris Middleton got snubbed, then Trey Young needs to file a recount. Because he because he's a, he was a second-round pick. But that dude is a good player. He really is. I'm not saying he's a bad player. He's not an all-star. But the Bucks are getting nine uh, – are giving nine to the Pelicans tomorrow night. I'm going to take the Bucks minus the nine – a lot of points. Just don't believe in the Pelicans. I know they they fell behind big time. We talked about it with Boston by 24. We're able to come back and win that game. Uh, I, I just I think that's an aberration. They're still uh, they're playing better, but I, I'm still not buying. In Milwaukee, I'll take the Bucks that they can win by 10 at home against the still young team uh, trying to find their way. So I'm going to go with the Bucks uh, and give up nine points. Here it is right now. Anytime that you see the Milwaukee Bucks as more than a seven-point favorite against a team that has, like, an interior presence, I am going to – I'm favoring. I'm betting on the other team every single time. This is no different. The New Orleans Pelicans are going to cover this nine. because, Like, the Bucks, the way the Bucks are built, they have nothing to do. They got nothing to do with Zion, and Steven Adams is going to cause issues for them in the way that they can play. So if he can play, which I think he will – the Pelicans should cover this game with no sweat. All right, let's do our lemon pepper parlay. For my lemon pepper parlay, I'm going to take the Clippers on the money line. I'm going to take the Bucks on the money line. I'm going to take over 237 on the Wizards and the Nuggets. I know that guys only just do two games, but on a, we got three games out. Might as well right now. And I, and I just didn't want to give out two money lines. That's kind of whack. So throw out there over. I like all three of them. All right. My lemon pepper parlay NBA edition right here, right now. I'm going to go with the Clippers minus seven and a half. They've just been balling out. I'm going to buy into that they can go on the road and win by 10 or win by eight or whatever it is, nine. They can win and cover that. And also, I'm going to take the seven. Washington's been playing better. Washington uh, at Denver, been playing better. They won't beat the Nuggets there, but they'll make it close. Uh, they beat the Lakers on the road. They got to feel good about that. Uh, so I like uh, the Wizards. So that's my lemon pepper parlay. Minus seven and a half Clippers and plus seven for the Wizards. And you know what I always say, Martin, from the East Side Cheddar Boys? It's always better with the cheddar. Remember that. I don't know if you remember stretch money, but I started saying it takes money to make money. So I'm going to put my little money on my lemon pepper parlay and uh, make a lot. All right, Martin, that's our uh, Lemon Pepper Parlay podcast for this week, the NBA edition, and uh, we'll see what happens. The last big bet you gave me, you told me that uh, Brooklyn LeBron wasn't going to let the uh, Nets beat him because of Kyrie. You know, if you're going to do this every single time, if you're going to be lording over every single time, then I'm going to have to start making some stipulations. Like if starters decide that they're going to be scratched due to health and safety protocols about 15 minutes before tip-off, then the bet is void. Because, I mean, Lord have mercy. If I had known the tap dancing that you would do 
on the injury reports of Dennis Schroeder and Anthony Davis. It's absolutely We already ridiculous. knew Anthony Davis wasn't playing. That wasn't news. Anthony Davis but Schroeder was being out. Schroeder being of the Lakers' second-best ball player and only other creator outside of LeBron being out is a big deal. Stop it. You know that they weren't going to beat the Nets the way they played that night. Anyway, Martin Weiss, we will look at our bets from, from this past week, next week, and we'll see. You got your three out there. I got my three. And we're going to start keeping a tab. And I, I guarantee you I'm going to be better when it's all said and done. All right? Right now you're one game better than me, so we'll see. Raise the roof, my man. Until next week, don't forget, let your friends know about the podcast. Subscribe, like us, do all that good stuff.